people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. I am here. This is number session number two. Twice in a row. I know, dude. You are you're, uh, the fact that you stayed in the in the podcast room is amazing. Yeah. Well, I have stuff to do, but let's do this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. I, I first of all, I am just super proud of myself because this is three podcasts in a row that I've actually hit the record button, and I'm not finding out like, I don't know, 10 minutes into it that it's the button's still green as opposed to red and having to start over. Oh my gosh. Some of the greatest things you've ever said have been when you didn't push the record That's button. That's exactly. That's what I keep telling myself <laughs> right here. And then of course, when I hit the, re- the record button, like it just all escapes and I can't even remember what I said. Yeah. My mind goes blank. Uh, dude, it's too funny, man. Well, um, dude, I was towards the end, it's the end of the week. I mean, who knows when this podcast is going to come out, it, uh, but it is the end of the week for us. Uh, it's been a great week, man. Uh, you know, you and I were kind of catching up on that a little bit today and you know, it's been, it it has been a grind for nine solid weeks, dude. It has been solid, solid weeks. You know, we cannot overstate that it's, Mm -hmm. it has just been probably some of the most challenging weeks in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I'm not even, I'm not even being uh, dramatic. This has been hard, but here we are. We're still standing. The sun's still shining. We've, we've still got a building around us. We've still got people who, who we care about that we're, that we're leading. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's hard to do hard things, by the way. And yes. it's hard to do really great things, by the way, too. Uh, and I'm not saying that we are great by any means, but I would say that we are so intentional and we are so purposeful. Uh, we, I always go back to this, like we were built for this moment. And let me clarify this too, you know, as we've gone through COVID, um, you know, I want to be sensitive to those out though that aren't, aren't the markets are not open yet, and those that are still having challenges and being faced with other challenges. Um, when I when 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 James and I are talking about like it's been a hard grind here. We are so fortunate that we've been able to show up. We've been so fortunate uh, that we've been able to continue to work and pour into people. And so um, I, I, we don't say this out of uh, out of pity or out of any spite of the fact that we've had to work so hard. It's just more of like, we, we, we want to have an acknowledgement though, that listen, it's been, it has been a grind. So for those people that, you know, we talk to and they're like, well, you know, Hey, listen, I've just been, I've had to stay home and I've got to do this. And I, and I'm just, I'm just chilling and I'm Netflixing and like, I can't relate to you, bro. Like yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and it's funny. And, I, and I'm going to share a little bit here because we were on these, these big group masterminds with other brokers, other uh-huh. managing directors from literally all over the United States. Yeah. And I realized just the other day, none of those people have ever seen the inside of my house, but I've seen, you and I have seen yeah. a lot of theirs because right. we're always going from the office. We always do the zoom calls from the office and we're seeing that, you know, their kids walk through and, and I feel like I know them, but, and I, I look at that and I go, man, how much different would that have been? For us, if we would have had to be, been at home, right? Uh, some of our best conversations. I mean, we've come to some really good breakthroughs yeah. in person, you right? Know, you and I. So. Yeah, and you know, luckily we are so fortunate um, with our office that we kind of are self quarantined anyways with yeah. how you know the space that we have the luxury of having. Mm-hmm. So, uh, been so fortunate about that. But 
Um, man, I just, you know, once again, I just kind of been going back to this theme. I done a couple podcasts on it about, uh, you know, just we got to be building. Let's just be building, right? Let's just, let's stop working. Uh, just stop working to work. We got to start building. And, and I love that concept because it does excite me. It's just a complete mind shift on how you attack that day, how you attack that week, your goals for the next 30, 60, 90 days for the rest of the year, for that matter. If you just started looking at like, what are you about to build and how are you going to do it? And that just really excites me. And I hope it excites you and those that you are listening as well too. I, I chuckle. I don't mean to, uh, to poke fun there. I, I had to run home for lunch because we are actually, and here's what's funny is we are actually building at home, right? So uh, yes. we're, we're putting in, we're putting in new sidewalks. When we, when we got to the, when we bought the home, the, the sidewalks were kind of heaving. Oh, okay. So we're putting in new sidewalks and uh, you know me, I'm, I'm a world-class tightwad. I don't like to spend a lot of money. And so I got bids on this and, and I was like, I think I can do it cheaper. Yeah. I think I can do it cheaper. And I really, I almost had myself convinced. So then I'm like, all right, I need to rent a, like a whacker packer, you know, a compactor. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to buy some concrete tools. And at the end of the day, Mandy just looked at me and she says, James, spend the dang money because I want it done this year. And yeah. I'm like, all right, she makes a good point. So we hired it done. So I had to go home and move some stuff around so that they could start on that. But as you were saying, we're building. And yeah, we're not not metaphorically. We're actually building. But yeah. metaphorically, too, now is the time to, to be building something. Don't just show up to spin your wheels. Right. Build something. Yeah. Well, I love what you're talking about there because it, it just kind of lead into uh, the, the conversation I, I'd love to have today. Uh, and this is really a follow-up from a previous conversation about why do you want to be why do you need to become an expert in your industry in become an expert in your field yes and not only uh, is it important for you as a um as an employee as an owner as an entrepreneur to become an expert in your industry i also feel on the other side so as a consumer it's important to hire an expert you it is it. so important to hire an expert. And you and I, I'm, and I'm not even talking about like, hey, hire a real estate expert. I'm talking about literally, which you should, by the way. Um, but I'm really talking about like as a, as a consumer and you as a consumer, we see this personally, like how important it is to hire the expert. You know, um, you, you know, you're, you're going into your story with concrete, by the way, who would ever want to like tear up concrete, by the way, <laughs> that is like punishment right there, dude. It is. It, it is capital torture. punishment at its worst, dude. We, I've had enough site, uh, I, I've had enough jobs where I was on the construction site with mm-hmm. dad when I was growing up to know that the one thing that I never wanted to go into is concrete. Yeah. That is a, just a backbreaking labor intensive really hard profession. You bet it is. And the guys that you see doing that, they're, they're pretty tough dudes oh, dude. and, and ladies also, and uh, not the darn but right. um, you know, those people who are in that industry, they work really hard. You know, you and I, at the end of the day, we're like, Oh, I'm so tired. We right. have no idea. Right. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. So. It's a, it is complete. Like that physical labor is, is really, really hard. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I want to just kind of tell a, a personal story and I think I shared this on a, well, probably four or five episodes before this, but you know, we had this idea, we've had this idea for many, many, many years. Um, ever since we bought the house, our, our house that we are currently in, um, is that our deck has these two different platforms and so it divides it. So it doesn't make it very usable. Oh. So the, the, the square footage that we could be using, 
um, is not very convenient. So we're going to, we're going to elevate the, the patio so that it's all one flat area, right? Or at least the majority of it. Yeah. And so if, and my dad is a, con- a construction worker. That's what he did for 30 years. Right. I mean, this guy knows his stuff, built homes. The house we live in is a house that he built. Um, I was able, so fortunate when I came back to Casper to be able to be the, the architect, quasi architect, never had a license or anything like that, <laughs> but I love, I have a vision for all that. I just love that. And, um, and so I became the expert in that while he was the expert of actually building it, yeah. doing the work. And so as I had him over the other night, we looked at it and he's like, yep, piece of cake. We can do this, 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 and this. You need to go pick up these two by these two by eights by tens. You got to pick up these tools. I that. And I'm like, I'm not the expert in this. <laughs> like I have none of those tools, just yeah. like you said. Right. And I just, and I, and I, I mean, I can get the, I got the vision, but I, I have no idea how to actually do all this work. Now I know how to destroy stuff. I am a really good, like, like you want something destroyed and taken apart. Um, you, I'm your guy. I am really good at sledgehammer with, <laughs> I'm really good at, at a hammer and, and stuff. But so as I was going into it, um, I started, you know, I take, I started taking out the foundation. I started destroying stuff, of yeah. course. Right. And as I told you today, like, man, I should have taken a picture, right? <laughs> I should have like been labeling this stuff because I have no idea how to put it back together. Right. But an expert would have known that an expert would have been smart enough because, Hey, listen, they've done this a time or two. Right. And it, so it really reminded me as I was going through this process of, man, why didn't I just hire this out? And I, and I kind of went with you. I, I was like, well, I could, I got some guys, I'd pro- but I'd have to be on their timetable. Yeah. It would cost me some money, which I was okay with, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know, this could be fun. Do some manual labor, hurt myself, fall down. You guys, you already saw that part of my leg. Um, but unfortunately I think that we have, we, 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 we sacrifice so much, uh, of our, just our common sense and we want to do it ourselves or worse yet, we go with the lowest bid and expect them to be the expert newsflash. The cheapest people are never the expert in their industry. Yeah, that is so true. And again, going back to my example, same thing. I had a cheaper bid, but the way that he explained he was going to do it just didn't sound right. Right. And I'm like, okay, it sounds like he's cutting corners. Yeah. I don't want that on my personal home. Yeah. So no, we're going to go with a guy that sounds like he knows what he's doing. And, and ultimately he had, he had two guys there when I went home for lunch that were just, I mean, they knew what was going on and I was able to make a little change and they were okay with it. So uh, again, it's the cheapest bet is not always the best option for well, sure. In a, in, a, in a world of reviews, right. And mm-hmm. we know this so, so intentionally that, you know, those, those are important, but it just goes back to like when you are doing anything in life, that's important. So whether it's like, I mean, if you're going to hire a child psychologist, you're not going to get the cheapest one, hopefully, because how important that is, right? When you hire a trainer, I wouldn't recommend going to the cheapest one. Yeah. And there's probably a reason why they're the cheapest, right? So in any area of professionalism, when, especially when you want great results, when you want great things to come out of it, if it's really important to you, don't ever hire the cheapest. Now, I'm not saying you have to hire the most expensive, right? Because there's always that medium range in there where the, the industry calls for a certain amount, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like when it comes to your attorney, you better hire a real dang good one, man. Yes. And if they happen to give you a good, uh, good break on it, or if they happen to be reasonable, awesome. But I'm sure, a, but a really, really good one is worth every freaking penny that you're paying, even if it's a lot. Yeah. And, and we've got, you've, you've got to take the, all those things into account, right? What is the, what's the ultimate goal here? And if it is to do the job for the least amount of money, 
then you've got your your options are more limited. Right. But if you want the job done to the highest level, then you're going to pay a little more. It's 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 like a teeter totter. Right. And how many times have you done that? How many, and you know, if you're listening to this, you just, you know, you raise your hand. Yeah. I can say that myself. There's so many times where I tried to cut the corner by maybe going to the cheaper bid mm-hmm. or by hiring somebody that probably wasn't the expert, but I just kind of thought, well, maybe we'll give them the chance. And, uh, you know, unfortunately our good nature sometimes takes over on that and we ended up paying the price. Now we don't get burned every single time by any means, but we get burned enough that it's like, man, this really isn't worth it right? This is an important thing in my life. This is an important thing. And I'm financially committing myself to it, or I'm, I'm committing uh, part of our time, our energy, our effort, whatever that is, it's, it's important enough to you for you to hire an expert. And once again, the last episode we just did is why it's so important to become the expert, right? Mm-hmm. So when you hire somebody, when you hired this concrete company, it's because they were full time. They had the people, they trained the people. This isn't their first rodeo. They're going to do the job. They're going to stand by their job, right? They're going to do it right. And if they don't do it right, they're going to correct it too, because that's what experts do. They don't guarantee that everything is going to go smooth and amazing and awesome. But if they, if it doesn't, they're going to make sure it's done right. Eventually. You got it. And if, if these guys would have showed up how I would have done it, if they would have showed up with a wheelbarrow and a shovel, I would have already been second guessing this, but yeah. no, I get there. They have a, they have a backhoe backed up on, on, you know, to this, to the job site and they're going to town. And I'm like, Oh, I, that was money well spent already. Mm-hmm. That was money well spent. So mm-hmm. you, you nailed it right on the head there. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, as I kind of like entwine both of the, you know, the previous, uh, podcast with this podcast, just how important that is. Right. So when you are the expert, guess what? You give confidence to those people that you know what the heck you're doing. You know, you, you give confidence to those people that even if, once again, if, even if you screw up, you're going to make it right. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. You know, that's part of your reputation. That's when people say, Hey, listen, so professional, such an expert, and made sure he did the job right, or she did the job, they did the job right, and they did a fantastic job, and that's how you build a business. That's how you continue to go out there and thrive in any economy that's going on. You better believe it. And we, we see that all the time. And now, I know, Josh, before we get off on too much more of a tangent here, I know that you've had occasion to have a, a lot of that kind of stuff done, uh, both you know, in the construction world, yeah. in the attorney world, right? You've been represented by probably some pretty good attorneys and some that aren't so good. Mm-hmm. Kind of give us, frame it up for us, like how you go about figuring out who is the expert. Okay. Boy, that's a great question, man. Um, you know, first of all, uh, just a lot of the areas in my life that um, uh, that I might need that expert in is I've already had personal contacts. But if I, let's just say I was getting into an area that I didn't, I'm literally, I'm calling my pe- people at my table. You know, I'm talking to you. Hey, listen, is there anybody that you trust? Is there anybody that you know that would be do? And you know my expectations, right? You, yes. you and I, you have a good idea of my expectations of what I want from this, this company or this person that we're going to be hiring. And, but I'm, I'm literally going to my, my people, my inner circle and saying, and asking them, Hey, who do you recommend? That's right. Great. And then as, as, as I talk to them, I mean, when, when you're the expert, you have this confidence about you, right? When you're the expert, you have the knowledge and you can explain things to me in a way that I can understand them, right? I think unfortunately, when you're, some people that aren't an expert, they explain it in terms that don't make sense to common folk. And so as a, as a real estate agent, let's just say, right, the ones that are, that are, that are not maybe the expert yet, they're going to explain something to you and you're going to be like, I don't 
understand when you when you say that. I, I really don't understand. The expert is able to say, hey, this is what a CMA means. Yes. Or hey, you know, when we're talking about a mortgage broker, I apologize. That's that's industry language. This is this is a lender. This is uh this is a somebody that works at the bank and they're gonna be the one that's actually gonna be providing the loan for the buyers, right? So an expert's able to kind of once again in a in, and I'm not saying this in a mean way, dumb it down so mm-hmm. that I, I can understand it, right? Uh, we were looking at buying an R V, right? And I I wanted to get to a diesel. I've never driven a diesel. I've never owned a diesel. I have no clue what it takes to maintain a diesel, mm-hmm. right? And I was able to have conversations with people that were experts in that part of the industry, and they were awesome. Man, they were able to explain it to me at my level, which is very, very low, mm-hmm. Let's, I'll tell you that. And even I was able to say, oh, that makes sense. I get it. And I'm not a car guy at all. So. Yeah. No, and, and I, I want to go back to that thing that you said earlier. A lot of times when people are new to an industry or trying to prove that they have some type of expertise, they use a lot of jargon. Yes. Right? And they're, and, and I, I think it, their intention is, I want to sound smart. I want to sound right. like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all they're doing is confusing things. And yeah. in the real estate industry, for example, there are a lot of acronyms and a lot of just jargon that we use that people have no idea what it means. And and you gain a level of proficiency when you no longer have to resort to the jargon, and you can just talk to them about, hey, you know, instead of using the word FISBO, we say, hey, this is a for sale by owner, mm-hmm. right, instead of using the acronym. And uh, you and I, we talk to, to our people a lot about that, like, hey, don't get wrapped up in all the jargon, because you're not making yourself sound any smarter. Right. It's just, you're just making it seem more exclusive. Right. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, like if if you kind of if you come and are self proclaimed expert and you make me feel like an idiot, yes. I don't want to do business with you. Amen. Right? I, I don't. I just that's not that because I, I know if this is how arrogant you are at the upfront, if I have a problem or if I don't understand something and I come to you, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. And so uh, that that is a huge turnoff for me. So uh, as you know, as you're going through that process, you know, you're listening to this podcast and you're looking at hiring an expert in whatever industry, once again, go back to your table, those people that you trust. And then you have to have those conversations with them, right? Then you you are, it's, it is a, it is a review economy, right? And, and I will do that now more than I've ever done, to be honest with you, especially when you're buying products online, it's always good to like re- look at the reviews and say, Hey, yeah. when's the last review? When's the most recent review? What are the things that were hearing? Am I, and, and cause I mean, here's the thing too, is like, you're always going to find somebody's bitching. You, mm-hmm. you will. You always find somebody that's got something negative to say about every product. It doesn't matter. And then I always, my, my process of elimination is, is uh, it, does it apply? Like is the negativity that they're talking about this product, let's say, or this company, does it apply to what I'm needing from them? Right. Yeah. Or if I am going to go interview with them, I might just kind of bring it up. I might not talk about the, the actual complaint, but I might talk about what the complaint was referring to. Right. And say, Hey, listen, just out of curious, how do you handle a situation where, you know, the, the, the concrete's cracked and, you know, it's been within six months. Like, can you just walk me through that process to make sure that we're all on the same page? Right. And that, so yeah, addressing those problems up front. If, if you do, if you do your homework and you're saying, Hey, here's, here's what, here's what I'm, I'm, my questions are, you don't even have to bring up that you read the reviews. You can just say, hey, I had a question. If something happens where we need some warranty work on in a particular thing, what's your policy on that? Yeah. Answer it right up front. Right. And I promise you this, they're going to be glad you did the homework, and they're, they're going to address it, and that way there's no, no confusion. Well, and you know me, I'm a relationship kind of guy yes. too. And so we, we, you should want to build a relationship. And, and it's, you know, once again, when you, 
when you hire an expert, you build that relationship with an expert. Hopefully you start, maybe, maybe you build, even build a friendship too, right? Yeah. You know, we're always talking about like growing our table, growing our sphere, growing the people that we want to have around us. You know, when you get an expert, you, you want to be around people like that, right? You want to be influenced or impacted by people like that. Um, and so I would just encourage you. And when you, when you're looking at hiring somebody, and you're, you're evaluating them, uh, also be looking for like, what does that future look like? Like, how can, how can they help you grow to another level? Uh, or how, how are you possibly going to help them grow to another level too? Cause you might be hiring a very young person that's an expert in their field, but they might not have all of the business savvy. They might not have all of the systems in place, but you just know, having seen their work, having seen the people that they've helped, that they've done a fantastic job for, that they are the expert and you have an opportunity to be impactful in their life. Yeah. So I want you to touch on this really briefly. We're, we're going along here, but you talk about being the connector. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important part about building these relationships that you were just talking about is being that connector for people. Right. Yeah. I, once again, that that is so important. Uh, if you are going to build anything that... Uh, that that's going to be successful, mm -hmm. right? If you're going to build anything in, in, in any industry, you, you want to be the connector and there's no greater way to help uh, other people achieve greatness in their life and achieve higher levels of success in their life than to help them connect with other powerful, strong-minded, amazing experts in other industries. They're, those, those are awesome opportunities. And when you can do that, guess who they think of first to mind? you. When, when, when they want to give business to somebody, it's you. When they have a problem or a question, it's you. When they have a referral, it's you. So being a connector, it you, you're planting seeds, right? And they're positive seeds. These are, these are, these are seeds that you want to harvest. These are seeds that you want to plant. Um, I don't want people to ever think of that. They plant the seeds as a selfish thing. This no. is an, this is an awesome thing. This is what you should do as a leader, as an expert in your industry is helping other people be successful too. Yeah, and and look at the look at the confidence that it builds in somebody. If you refer them, you know, if you tell them, "Hey, here's the guy I use for this particular project. They did a great job," and then that person does a great job for them. Yeah, that just that just gives you more credibility. Yep, and and that's a huge win win or double blessing as we call it. Yep, I agree. I, I love it, man. All right, buddy. Well. Good. That's what I needed to know. All right. Okay. Well, once again, you guys, uh, we want you, we encourage you guys share this with somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. Um, uh, especially if you, if you have a young entrepreneur, if you have a young business owner, if you have somebody that is wanting to get to that next level, um, the importance of becoming the expert, the, the, the importance of what experts are in your life. And if you are not the connector, if you're not known as a connector, what can you do to make that change? What is, what is the one thing you can do today to help connect somebody with someone else that they need to know in order to move forward with their life? So I would totally encourage you to do that. I would challenge you to do that. And, uh, and once again, if there's any comments, any, anything, any takeaways from this episode, please just write them down below. And, uh, we'd like to know how we're doing. We'd like to know if what, what you guys are getting away from this or taking away from this, I should say, there you go. I'm not even using the right words again. Uh, what are you taking away? And, uh, we just appreciate you for sure. So good to go. Rock and roll. All right. Okay. See you next time. See you. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. 
If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you.